Welcome to She's Got Soul, Journey of the Modern Women podcast. I am your host, Coloma, psychologist, neuroscientist, primatologist, movement instructor, and mindfulness coach. A woman in her flow knows what she wants, feels empowered and free, and lives in the natural state of high vibration she was born to embody. This is what this show is about, a call to all women whose purpose is to express their creativity and sensuality, who are ready to experience life from a place of alignment and connectedness. In today's episode, we talk about anxiety and self-esteem and how they are interrelated. We also talk about the importance of listening to the body, which is always honest, and how we can grow our potential by doing so. From values to life decisions, Mindfulness is a great skill to practice being in alignment with who we truly are. I am so honored to have with me for this an ex-colleague of mine who's one of the most passionate women I have ever met. Her name is Yaitha Leal. Yaitha is a psychologist, dancer, and yoga teacher. Her specialty is the anxiety release and the exploration of the self. She has a psychology and yoga center in Barcelona, Spain, and also works online organizing different health, yoga, and dance retreats in Spain and in India. She's also the author of two psychology books, and she is passionate about sharing the art of mindfulness wherever she goes. Hi, Aitha. Thanks so much for being here with me today. Thank you, Coloma, uh, for inviting me. Before we dive deeper into anything, tell us a little about your story. What brought you to do what you currently do and why do you do it? Yes, uh, actually how uh, mostly all, all the stories. Uh, first, I had my own experience with the anxiety. Um, that's why uh, when I was a teenager, I started to to find for some resources, some skills and, and options to can live better all, all these kind of challenges. That's why uh, I started to study psychology. But uh, anyway, um, for me, the uh, psychology degree was kind of a short experience for for how to to have enough um, skills to to can live better the different challenges and especially how to can live better with my own mind because uh, one thing is the to know the theory now is uh, so famous to can read easily any kind of uh, Buddhism uh, sentences or some motiv motivation sentence but Uh, one thing is the theory, other thing is how to live it uh, properly when we are uh, in the situation. That's why uh, for me the, the degree of psychology was okay, but I felt uh, so much interest to can know more about meditation, mindfulness, and yoga. But okay, now I have already the formal part about how the mind it works. Let's see what the informal part, based more in the experience, is telling about. And uh, here was uh, when I started to can be in touch with mindfulness, yoga. And uh, I started for real to practice uh, with my own mind. And uh, especially, I think one of the best things was to start to be uh, to more observative with myself, to take more awareness. That's why uh, I started to combine different kind of skills of psychology, mindfulness, yoga. And all this interest uh, uh, bring me to India, where I'm living right now. And here in India, uh, I started to, to organize these retreats that they also are combining the, the psychology with yoga, mindfulness, and how we can uh, learn properly these techniques and this philosophy uh, through one experience of different days, no? with convivence, because otherwise, uh, how now we are living the digital era, finally, uh, everybody we know what, to, what we need to do, but we are not applying. So 
my work is okay how we can apply what we need to live with more balance mm -hmm. and definitely right away you have an indian accent <laughs> yes, it's so cute. <laughs> yeah 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 it's because uh, just uh, I explained you now in secret before the, <laughs> the interview that I was learning English directly in India before in Spain just I was reading it but never I was talking and my experience talking was directly with Indians so now <laughs> my accent is Indian <laughs> So it's cool, you're learning from their culture and their philosophy <laughs> and their accent. Yes, completely. When I will do the retreat and I will receive the people after the epidemic, I will be completely Indian. <laughs> your motto is grow your potential, meaning that we have the power to create any opportunities for yourself to feel whole and in peace. And before my question, I would like to clarify, by the way, that when I talk about potential uh, for the listeners, I don't refer to having a successful career or high compensation or status. Actually, if we are focused on reaching specific milestones and even impress others, we are likely to lose sight of what we are doing in the present moment and why we're doing it. So is it our intention to enjoy and share our passion or is it us proving something to ourselves? So when focused on the results, we are not fully present and this mm -hmm. is already not living our potential because our optimal potential is unleashed only when we are present as we are our true selves and we are able to give from this space of abundance just for the joy of sharing it with others. So here's my question. How do you help someone who is wanting to succeed in their career and at the same time they find themselves not happy doing so? Uh, in this way, I always I try to help the person through, uh, through the game, uh, through, uh, to increase the enjoying feeling and this childish part that everybody we have with us. Also, uh, my own experience was that during two, three years, I was trying to really hardly uh, work online. And during these years, I was kind of obsessed, you know, like, okay, I need to work so much. I need to have uh, my schedule uh, like this, like that. I need to invest uh, this money i need to talk with more successful people and i did so so many things and really so useful things but i felt so stressed and when i was uh, earning money or uh, having a beautiful opportunity with other uh, successful people i didn't was enjoying <laughs> Then was like, okay, here something is happening because if I was doing all this to can enjoy more and I'm not enjoying, uh, what is uh, something is lost. And then was just when I I was uh, putting myself in, not in my comfort area, but in my enjoying area. Okay, what is working and what let, uh, make me feel confident and make me enjoy. And through this... Uh, enjoying feeling suddenly i started to get all that i wanted no okay when i didn't was so worried about it then all was coming and through other ways then uh, and and was perfect because i was ready to didn't to don't receive it anymore no and, and finally it's not just that i i could learn how to enjoy more my work and work uh, from my patient, uh, also uh, so many of these things that I was uh, battling before were coming in more easily. Then uh, this is the work that I try to do with the others because it's the work that was working with myself. And for me, uh, I like to, to increase this philosophy through how we can connect and increase our child part. Mm -hmm. 
because you still work online from like you manage your own institute in Spain while you're in India and that is not so stressful anymore no even sometimes I need like to be to remember myself okay you have a center you have so many months and right now I have one year and a half without see physically the center and be there or, or see physically the persons the, that they are collaborating and sometimes I need really more earth like okay remember you have their center you need to take care of this center because uh, I'm so habituated to work online with also physical things no with a physical space with physical persons that they are attending there the persons that they prefer to to be attend uh, physically in yoga or psychology and just I need to be focused and really uh, give water every day to this plant. No, it's something that mm -hmm. it's part of my routine. But finally, uh, the concept of reality and physicality is a little bit abstract when you have so much time outside living online. Mm -hmm. We are kind of already talking about mindfulness and you already mentioned it. It's part of your work. Uh, mindfulness, the capacity to be aware of what is going on and what is there. And every time that we connect with our in-breath, we bring our minds home to our bodies. And when our mind is with our body, we are fully here and now. Rather than living, as you were saying, pursuing something, whatever that is, when we are aware of what we have, when we are grounded, which can be as simple as just being alive, we feel happy as we realize we truly don't need anything else. And I would like to ask you, what is what you most encounter in your clients when you teach them mindfulness? What are the difficulties or challenges or and how do you navigate this? Yes, the most famous uh, sentence usually when they start to practice meditation is, oh, I don't get it. I can't be focused so much time. I have so so many thoughts and uh, they don't have uh, patience with themselves no? it's like okay they pretend to have a kind of meditation that even uh, even the even mm, so many meditators they don't have in so many years it's like uh, mm, practice mindfulness just is how you were saying now can be more aware and see what is inside of me okay i have chaos chaos inside okay is then most welcome at least you are observing before you were distracted and accumulating more so it's a good thing to can observe that we have so uh, many thoughts and can uh, see the quality of these thoughts which kind of thoughts are positive which ones are negative how i can uh, to transform all these uh, thoughts that they are not so friendly and uh, I try to, to teach them, okay, important thing is that is not to stop to think because uh, we want to continue living. We don't need to, to transcend the human existence and illuminate ourselves or, or, or to die. While we, are, while we are living, we will have some, some movement as inside us. Just let's try to, to clean this, uh, this movement and as we do with a garden let's put more water in the plants that we want to see growing and let's clean this kind of uh, plants that they are just naughty plants not annoying plants so it's a little bit the challenges and the vision that i try to teach in the mindfulness sessions yeah, especially at least in my case, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs or CEOs and they are super like results oriented. So they want to see external things. They want to see external results. Whereas what you were saying, it's not so much about what is like results at the end of the day. It's more about connecting within and observing the quality of thoughts. But it's, it's really easy to say that, oh, yeah, with our out-breath, we're releasing the regret of the past and the fear or uncertainty of the future. Um, but when we truly, truly when we understand 
the the correlation of this of like the importance of breath um, or the fact of doing things mindfully we allow ourselves to be here at all times and this is a matter of practice uh, living like deeply every moment of our lives do you have examples or stories that you can share with us about how mindfulness transformed lives like have you seen big changes from someone who was not living mindfully, let's say, to integrating mindfulness in their life decisions? Yes, there, is, there are so many stories. And first one, I think, was my own story when I started to, to learn mindfulness was in my last year of the university. That's a, this uh, it means that I was so young and also I was so impulsive to take fast decisions, especially when I was so angry. No? And then uh, one good thing uh, about mindfulness, especially in my life, was uh, to reduce impulsivity and to can think better or don't think when I was angry or uh, feeling so emotionally. And then for me, uh, it was good teaching to can take better decisions and, and can separate which one which part is the movie and which part is the reality you know, can observe the things uh, more how they are and know how i think that they are because i felt like this or i thought like that this is my personal experience and even it sounds like uh, simple and easy but take good decisions or don't takes so much time when we are angry without uh, take bad conclusions, it changed completely our lives, no? Then, uh, especially in, in my case, was in the relationships when I could feel more, more better and I could understand myself and the other better without trying to give all the responsibility to the another person. Because always we are complaining that it's <laughs> the most easy thing. And I was a teenager, so I was complaining so much. <laughs> and uh, for me, it was a good point to can leave the relationships with more awareness, more more love, especially starting from uh, for my part, without weight the perfect man. And uh, in my daily day, I, I find so many stories, especially women that they are living anxiety, that they have child, they are living in a family, and sometimes it's so difficult to can manage all the timings, uh, separating time for the family, for the husband, for herself, and also even for the work sometimes. And in these cases, when they start to stop, for them, is wow, the miracle is happening. I can't stop. And the, ho the home, the kids, the husband continue working. No? And it's something like really so releasing for her herself. And then they start to live different. They start to live better without needs to control, enjoying uh, also the part of the family caring without need to scream all the time or without need to feel frustrated mostly of the day. So for me, uh, these two cases, how to reduce the impulsivity in relationships and how to manage the challenges to have a family, it's the two best benefits that I found in general uh, in my story and, and the stories of my clients. Mm -hmm. Totally. And we cannot talk about mindfulness without mentioning its father, actually, Tichnan Han. And we have talked about, you were saying, life choices and values, and you mentioned anger. And we haven't talked specifically about anger, but since you mentioned it, this philosopher actually uh, like to talk about it a lot. And we are used to releasing this emotion, either what you were saying, either going to the gym or to the movies or hanging out with friends or whatever. But mindfulness implies sitting with any emotions that we experience. The way for us to stop feeling angry is through precisely feeling angry. 
And Thich Nhat Hanh would say to treat anger with tenderness, like a mother holding a baby. And if the baby, when the baby starts to cry and the mother picks him up and holds him tenderly, the baby feels the energy of tenderness and begins to calm down. And in the same way, our anger feels itself being embraced by our love and it naturally dissipates if we operate from the space that you were talking about. In some cases, though, it can be tough to hold this anger if we don't have mummy skills. So how do we teach ourselves to be more tender or gentle with our own emotions? I think it's so good that the first time if someone feels uncomfortable expressing or, or even letting himself to feel the, the anger, I think it's so good to can express it in a bad way, but alone, in a safe space. <laughs> so, uh, for example, uh, screaming or biting a pillow, dancing, talking with a friend or writing, saying bad words. First, maybe it's good let it let it go in a healthy way, not like doing the same that you want to do, but without this, the real situation or the real person. <laughs> because then we can feel free and we can understand better how the anger it works and we can understand better and more visible okay finally anything is burning finally it's just a moment and when i release it then i feel better and then i can continue with another thing and i can get something else i can learn a lesson of this anger or maybe i can take wise conclusions for example how to put limits or how to say no or whatever i need to to do with this anger but if I keep with myself, uh, finally just I'm feeling bad or even I can create any kind of, of disease or, or break relationships or, or feel really bad when I need to go uh, to do any kind of work or see uh, some kind of people. That's why um, for me it's a good option, first of, of all, let it go in, in a wild way. After this, then we we are going uh, slowly, slowly trying to do it more, more, more subtle. We try to to okay. We were so wild, no, like a wild monkey or wild horse. Let's uh, dominate a little bit this uh, wild monkey or this wild horse. Uh, the horse and the monkey will continue wild, but at least no, it starts to to learn a kind of activities that starts to be more useful. Okay, the horse can be help, helpful sometimes for humans. The monkey learns when, uh, which kind of houses he can go or, or when needs to find himself the, the food, no? Then uh, it's a little bit what we, we can do also with our anger or, or sadness, okay? Then maybe I don't need to express it, screaming or but was to my mental image of this person or talking bad with another friend about the other friend or my boyfriend or my girlfriend that's maybe i can observe it because i understand that finally we'll go down and that there is there is something to learn then observe it work also with the breath then here it starts to we have so so many techniques that we can use of mindfulness, of yoga, of dance, uh, of theater, of breath, of writing. Here it starts all the resources that we can find. But to use it, to arrive to use any kind of this uh, work, we need to understand how it works. That's why first let it go wild and slowly, slowly, or dire dire, how Indian people say, <laughs> then we can it and just observe it but if i don't know how my emotions works i don't know that i'm not taking my responsibility and i still i think that is the other person that needs to change 
and I'm not getting that I have something to learn here with my anger, then it will be so hard to sit and try to practice meditation because you're feeling there and uh, what to do no, with all this uh, intensity. But first, if you remove, you release, later you can take more awareness of the gift that there is beyond of the intensity and the bad sensation. Mm-hmm. I like the metaphor that you use about the wild monkey. Sometimes I feel it's more like a squirrel in a rave and there's some drugs or something. But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, uh, mindfulness is leading our own lives rather than letting our lives being led uh, by the circumstances around us or even like some emotions control us. And this includes not falling into the system of overscheduling that you actually already mentioned as well. Being able to rest and relax is a skill. It's necessary for us to heal, to have this space of relaxation. There is no healing without relaxation. And we think that when we're not doing anything, we are wasting our time. And it's funny because our time is here for us to be and as i was saying that is that is a skill and we have to train ourselves to be in peace that the action that we take is non-action if we don't do that we don't have time to be who we are our own leader and this is a stressing not being able to be ourselves can you dive deeper into this topic I think that it's so interesting, the point that you were talking about, and uh, I completely agree. And uh, yes, I think it's a kind of uh, balance that we need to find in in our lives as according each situation, each age, and each conditions. Sometimes uh, according the moment uh, that we are living, we will need to have more free time and be more relaxed, and maybe according to the situation, we will need to be more busy. Uh, both things uh, will be needed in different moments of our lives, but what is not uh, healthy is live always busy, because how we know uh, anything always is the same, and sometimes we, no, it has sense that sometimes we need to be more busy, sometimes uh, more relaxed, so uh, why we forget and then always we are busy, no? Uh, it's just uh, find the sense in our lives, no? And at least stop a little bit every day to can organize and can uh, feel in which moment of my life I am and how many relaxation I need now, how uh, much time I need to learn and how much time I need to do. No, finally, there is a kind of balance between learn, give, and receive. If we try to to have a balance in these three aspects, we will feel kind of successful and satisfied with what we are doing. But always resting, always doing, always receiving, always giving, um, it, it not sounds good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then just try to, to see, okay, how I can balance these three points this triangle in each part of my life uh, with myself. I have enough time for myself to, to have this talk with me and also to can do what I like uh, with my family, with my work or dharma or service or wherever, no, but with my social responsibilities. And if in these three aspects, I, I'm living with balance and at least I have 10 minutes every day to to see what I need, always I will give to myself the the proper of relax and activity that I need. Being so so honest with myself, but at least I need to meet with me ten minutes every day because otherwise, if we take this example to be our own mom or or that, finally you need to talk with your kid to know what he needs and what he's doing if he is tired, if he needs to rest, if he needs. Uh, to use this opportunity to learn and be more time outside or support him, then we need to be our parents and have uh, at least this uh, 10 minutes talk every day. Okay, how I am, how is every aspect of my life, personal, social, and, and work or studies or social activity. And then I can 
I can know what I need listening to myself. Totally. And also anxiety translates into physical discomfort. And you mentioned that you suffered from anxiety. Talk us a little bit about the relationship between anxiety and the body and the importance of incorporating practices such as dance, for example. In my case, I like this kind of noisy anxiety. It's so much better, this kind of noisy anxiety where one person identifies that, okay, something is wrong, I'm feeling nervous, I have so many thoughts at the same time, my mind is not clear, uh, my body has tension, my, my breath is superficial, because at least you don't have any kind of somatic symptom. Yes, then at least it's more real, it's more visible, and it's more superficial. Bad situations is when I have so much time without listening my my emotions, without observe my thoughts, and suddenly I feel so so much tension in my chest, and I don't know why. Or suddenly I think that uh, I can't mm, breathe and that I'm going to die. Or then suddenly I think that I have cancer and the doctor is saying that all is okay. Or suddenly I start to be, this is the most part of the day or when I want to go outside in the street and I don't know why. Here we are so lost. The body is in one side, in one corner and the, the mind in another. Here is disconnecting people. Yes, and everybody we can have this kind of, of situation. If uh, we are working just doing what we need to do without stop to to see how we are feeling, uh, then that's why uh, it's so important to to can stop because it's a moment where, especially through uh, observance and also deep breath, we can take awareness of our body, how we are in the moment, and. This situation that you were saying before, take awareness of to be. I be a little bit like a plant, not just breathing, not without need to do anything else. And in this awareness, usually is when also we can take awareness of body. And then through body, also I can see more clear if there is tensions or not, if, which is my posture in this moment or in every situation of my life. When my body takes tension or I feel uh, any kind of bad emotions in, in my chest, and through body, I can help the mind. Mm -hmm. Because it's so honest, the body. And then also I can use it to try to be more relaxed and relaxing the body, trying to be like I'm relaxed even uh, from inside and nervous, but I'm using the body to try to habituate myself. And here is where I introduce, for example, the yoga or the dance. In this case, I prefer the dance because it's more open, it's more expressive, because yoga finally is like this, like that, like this, like that. And in dance, uh, we can change more, more things, we can be more creative. And then we can work also with the specific postures that we need for ourselves and for the different situations that we have in our life. And I can release emotions directly without need to have two years or four or five or six uh, doing yoga to understand better the connection with the emotion and the body that it is from the first moment, but to understand it deeply would be more difficult than if we are working directly. Mm -hmm. uh, with specific uh, movements or uh, or kind of dances that we can do for for connect directly our body with our soul, with our mind, with our emotions. Yeah, and sometimes even we I've seen this that some people have the idea of like oh no yoga connection of mind and body I have to do it I have I have I have and sometimes it's like no sometimes you might find something like dancing that it's more free expression because sometimes you don't want somebody bossing you around like you don't you also need space it's like any attachment or obsession at the end of the day it's not 
it's not good. And I find that like in clients that want to do yoga no matter what. And it's like, yes, you can still do yoga. <laughs> but maybe today you just need to dance, I don't know, or to paint or mm-hmm. whatever, right? And speaking of anxiety, people who struggle with anxiety present also low self-esteem usually. And this happens because our self-esteem is determined by how much acceptance or rejection we experience in the social world. And our self-esteem is developed due to how we view other people reacting to us. So when we suffer from anxiety, our perception of reality is distorted. And we tend to focus on what's negative and missing out on the positive things. And there are a lot of people in the world who will project their own uh, things on us, regardless of what we do. If we don't have anxiety, we most likely uh, let the things that the person say don't affect us. However, if we are overwhelmed by our own emotions and experience anxiety, we will hold on to these negative things that are told to us. And I believe that mindfulness is key for anxiety, as we have already said, but also is directly related to improving our self-esteem. And it definitely deepens the connection within and it facilitates a sensation of gratitude and abundance within ourselves and therefore embraces self-acceptance. And there is the healing of the self-concept. Can you tell us a little more about self-esteem and its relation with anxiety? Uh, Actually, uh, what I think that is so interesting is this thing that you were talking, how how much self-demanding we are also with the solutions to be more healthy or to be more happy, how we take also from the uh, discipline. And yes, discipline is needed is uh, one of the things that is so useful and usually the psychologists will say you know, that it's good to have a kind of a schedule but also with flexibility and also uh, with this awareness and this uh, mindfulness to see what i need if i need more yoga i need more dance i need walk in nature what i need maybe i need to start some singing classes what, what i need with which kind of attitude to take it because I can do yoga from a masculine attitude or from a feminine attitude. And then I can do yoga or dance increasing myself demanding or taking care of myself. It's according each person and each vision and attitude, but it's so important to pay attention from where I am doing the things. If it's because I want to, to, to get the balance, so it's because I'm enjoying and I see clear which uh, benefits it has on me. Then uh, for me, the this is the most important part of the self-esteem. Listen to myself, pay attention of what I need, be so connected with myself and then can can be for me in each moment and can have this discipline and this flexibility at the same time to give me in every moment what I need. And I will know what I need if always I'm connected with uh, myself, uh, asking to myself how I'm feeling different uh, moments during the day until we'll be more clear how I'm feeling in each situation and which is my intuition and which which part is my mind and then how how I can decide from myself with more confidence every time. And then how I see that when I'm supporting these uh, little voice that always uh, is telling me what really I want, then suddenly surprising also my vital force is appearing. And then I feel every time more, 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 more confident, more safe with myself. Then also appears more clarity in my mind then I can be more focused in what I want and at the same time enjoy the way and be flexible. This this pack no, that uh, we do also with a kid, that we need to give more, we need to understand, but also we need to put some limits or, or also teach him how how be responsible. It's not all sweetness or it's not all uh, rules, 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 rules. Then if we are paying attention all the time with what they, we want and 
that's why it's important the the mindfulness in this way to stop it's not so much because of the mindfulness it's not because we we need to to stop our thoughts and and go into another state it's because we need to to do mindful mindfulness in specific situations of our life also observing how we are feeling and then uh, if i am with me in every moment if i'm not disconnected okay i was saying yes because of the situation or because of, of the other person and i'm taking care of my self-esteem being with me and giving to myself what i need yeah and mindfulness is like the path for you to know your needs your boundaries and without this you operate from pleasing others or uh, depend on circumstances for sure. And speaking of energy as well, you mentioned uh, energies and I'm sure that being in India, you also notice a uh, different energy that in your home country and that uh, people are certainly live different. I was there more than 10 years ago and I still can close my eyes and smell New Delhi streets and feel the warmth and coziness of that small village called. Um, but I, I'm sure that regardless of the inspiration that you daily find there, there is something else. This might be off topic, or at least not so much psychology oriented, but I'm interested in hearing how the culture you're in values the practice of yoga and of mindfulness and the art of being in general versus what we do in in Western cultures. Actually, I have enough time to see what I like and what I don't like of Indian culture. <laughs> and what is appearance and what is for real and which, uh, which kind of things are more uh, kind of something more superficial or just like a prototype that we have in our minds and what is uh, true. But if I need to talk about my personal experience with my personal relationships not talking like a society I don't know if we'll apply like a society but at least it's what I could observe in my Indian friends and also my Spanish friends they also were observing because we are like okay changing of experiences and one curious conclusion that I have I don't know if I will change also my mind because in India every uh, every certain time I'm changing my perception of Indian and humans so <laughs> I don't know if always I will think this but something that I observe is that they are uh, so much connected with he himself they are more uh, habituated to listen their self because they are habituated to wait to don't have anything to do to be working but you can be sleeping and when someone will come you will wake up and but you continue with the day you are not stopping your your eating you're talking with your wife or watch your video or your resting time because you are working no you are like in your home but working no then in this case there there is more listening then for me uh, they are more instinctive they they know how to observe people because they are observing from the relaxing position and they are so habituated to observe 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 and then they know they feel the person they can watch they they can see your soul no they can go deeply because they are, they are so habituated to observe 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 but but what I saw also is that uh, from other side, they are also so habituated to follow instructions of what father or mom says or family rules. So maybe you are feeling one thing, but you will not do what you want. You will do what you need to do according your family or your circumstances. So uh, talking in general, please, my Indian, Indian friends, uh, don't take any uh, of my words in, in bad um, way, but it's something that I could observe in so many people, not everybody. Also, I, I met so so free Indians that they know how to feel himself, the other, and decide from what they really want or what they consider. But uh, if we are talking like a society or, or in general, 
uh, tendencies that I can I could experience like something different. Uh, for me, is uh, that from one side they are more instinctive. They know better how to feel uh, how you are. Without talk, they know how you are feeling and say, "Oh, if I didn't tell you nothing." But they know if you are feeling sad, if you are feeling good, if you, no, they they know they are feeling and how you are feeling. But this is not means that they will behave in a specific way. They they are also so educated to don't take uh, their own decisions and follow what they they think that they need to do. Then also sometimes I see, wow, there is a big gap between what they want and what they are doing. No? And here also uh, we can see so many kind of contrast in, in India. No, It's like, wow, how they are so spiritual and so no? doing yoga, yoga, union, take care of nature, and then uh, they are so polluted uh, or they are throwing this uh, no, uh, in the street and then uh, they are saying that all we are one. This kind of different kind of contrast that uh, they are also visible in the street. Also, I think like everybody we do, but maybe they are more visible. Also, uh, <laughs> also it's in, in their behalf. No? And then, for me, it's uh, one of the the two observations that I did because also they don't have so many times the option to can travel outside. So that's why also they are so habituated to, habituated to observe, to wait, to be. Then this part of uh, the self-listening is clear, but maybe later the, the, the responsibility of what I want or how to cultivate my own mindset or a mindset more, more um, similar or related with the philosophy that really I want, sometimes uh, is not connected. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I, I have traveled to India and other like Eastern countries and I, from my perspective, they seem healthier in the way like they are more relaxed and as I was saying where there's relaxation there's a space for healing so for observation for listening for cultivating loving awareness but yeah of course at the same time like the education uh, in regards to pollu pollution and stuff like that maybe it's not so common yes because they are more relaxed but sometimes how they are behaving uh, from what they need to do and not what I what I want to do, also some so many times the emotions are kind of blocked, or uh, not always is uh, easy to express emotions with your family, mm. because uh, you can go against your family because they are uh, giving uh, giving giving all to you and you need to give all to them because uh, they don't have any kind of social uh, support and the the sons uh, they need to take care of of the parents yeah. so many women they are also now working or no it's optional but at least usually mm, you need to take care of your elders so it's sometimes it's so challenging to to can stop to see what you want or how you are feeling so from that's why from one side they are living relaxed apparently in the lifestyle yes I, I was learning so much about them in this aspect, but also in the emotional aspect, even, even they, they feel and they feel properly, so instinctively, uh, sometimes there is no, no way to, to can express. And then uh, sometimes this kind of uh, philosophy is, uh, just because they are repeating what they were learning and it's good that they have back, a good background <laughs> thanks vedas for this beautiful philosophy because so many of them they are they don't know why they are re reacting like this or doing like this or or after when they find difficult situations in life oh suddenly they they stuck because they didn't were experiencing for themselves they just were repeating 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 yeah, it seems like the individuation process is a little diluted, let's say. 
Yes, yes. Well, yeah, I have, I mean, I have experience in the US but I haven't lived there for long enough to have the knowledge that you have. So uh, what you just said, it's, it's really valuable to, to know, for sure. And <laughs> obviously it's not for everybody. I know so many people so healthy, but uh, it's what it happens when we are living in the digital era and they have access of all kind of freedom, but at the same time, they still are following a, um, so old traditions. Uh-huh. Then they are moving between two ages at the same time, more than in other countries. That's why sometimes um, they have their own challenges. Mm-hmm. Contrasts. Last but not least, where can people find you and how can they work with you? Yes, in my website, jaisaleal.com, uh, it's possible to find all the work that I'm doing and also the social medias. I'm using my name and surname so also they can uh, type directly, but mostly in the website, there is all the information of the sessions and the, the retreats that we are we were saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna leave the links on the show notes anyways. And yeah, thank you, thank you so, 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 so much for connecting with me today. I haven't seen you for more than 10 years and 12 hours because we're 12 hours apart now. <laughs> and it's been really nice to have this conversation with you. Appreciate your time and the work that you do. Yes, thank you, Colomalso, for your part, your work, your way to do and for inviting me in your podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want more content like this, make sure to subscribe so you get notified when new episodes are released. You can find me on Instagram at Inspira Los Angeles for more free and insightful information about mindfulness, ecology, and ancient wisdom. If you want to dig deeper, you can also check out my website, inspiralosangeles.com. There's free content that you can download so you can have some keys on how to live life from a more integrated and aligned space. Much love.